So I, this is what I want to talk to you this morning. This message is a little bit different. If you're here for the first time and you say, well, gosh, the, uh, if you leave and say, well, that really wasn't much like a message I'm accustomed to a preacher preaching. I do have scripture but, uh, to, to talk about this, but it's a little bit different because we're just going to hear from some other people this morning as well and let you hear their experience in life groups. But here's the thing that I want you to think about. There's, no, there's nowhere in the Bible that I've found that says, thou shalt have life groups, right? Okay, so we're not doing small group ministry, life group stuff, small group ministry stuff, because there is a direct command in the Bible that says, you have to do this or you're not Christian. So, just to be clear. But here's the thing that I want you to understand. The concept of small group stuff happening churches meeting in people's homes the whole small group ministry thing is a biblical model it's the way that things were done especially in the early church now as things grew and things continued and people who were gathering uh, began to be in larger spaces that's kind of where we started having more of this concept of church as a large gathering even in the bible they would gather at the temple kind of as a large group and that would happen sometimes only like once a year they would go make a sacrifice and then a lot of the stuff was happening in their communities in people's homes or in other small group type settings as they learned about God and tried to practice and live out their faith with each other so although there's not a direct commandment to have small groups it is a biblical uh, concept of what has happened so here, here are just a few scriptures that, I've, that I have gathered this morning. There are more, and these are just some things to make sure that we have a concept of, hey, what we're doing as far as small group ministry is biblical. It's not like some cutting-edge, new wave, let's be crazy and let's do Bible studies in people's homes, you know. Uh, that's just kind of, that's, it's kind of the norm of what used to happen in the biblical times. Uh, ben and I were kind of joking as we were talking about this of people saying, you know, I wish, wish it could be just like it was in the Bible times. You know, I wish I could be back. And, and, and I was laughing. I said, you know, we say that, but I don't, I don't, do you? I mean, do you really want it to be like it? Well, I mean, have you read the Bible? <laughs> have you read Corinthians? And <laughs> have, you, have you read some of those things about how the early church was? You know, do you really want to be in a place to where you could lose your life for talking about your faith? Do you want to get beaten because you mentioned the name of Jesus in public? So we talk about the glory days of how I wished it could be like it was in the Bible, and I wonder if we really do want that. But the concept is here. This is some things that they did. And I think oftentimes in the Bible, I've mentioned this before, there are some things, but a lot of times in the Bible, there are descriptive things about how God works with people. And sometimes we want to take those things and make them a prescriptive thing and say we have to do it exactly like that. And I don't know that there's some things that I don't think the Bible ever really meant for it to be you have to only do it this way. But here is the concept of how God deals with people and what God wants. Now as we change and culture change, we're dealing with different people, we have to find different ways to apply that. So anyway, the, the whole idea of small groups is not like some weird kind of thing. It's a biblical concept. And this working together, helping each other, is a biblical concept. Ecclesiastes. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. I'll give you a second. You may have it on your phone. It's going to be on the screen. Uh, but this is just, uh, just one scripture. Again, just picking a few out this morning to uh, make sure that we're on the same page with, with seeing the, this idea of helping each other. 
encouraging one another, being with more people than just ourselves and that type of thing. In Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12, you may have heard this before. I think there's probably not been a time that we've done an emphasis on life groups that we have not mentioned this, this verse. So you should have at least heard it a few times as we've preached about this. But Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now again, that's, just, that's not a, oh, there's a scripture that says we have to do small group stuff. But it is just in support of this idea that we are in community with one another. That it's more than sitting in a row and hearing a message together. It's this whole concept that we talk about with small group stuff and life group that we're doing life together. The idea that we're helping each other. It's not just a, that was a good message, what did you think about that? But it's like, hey, how do, how do we hold each other accountable to actually do something with that? How do we encourage people when they fall, when they mess up? How do we let people know how much God loves them and cares for them? It takes people working together to do that. And then in the, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 12, verse 12, and you can go back and read the whole story, but this is the story when Peter, Peter was in jail and he ended up getting out. And so he's, this is him talking about what he did after he got out of jail. If you don't remember how that happened, go back and read the rest of the story before these verses. But chapter 12, verse 12, it says, when he, meaning Peter, when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. Not an uncommon thing in the scripture. So just an idea of here, here is a, a group of people. They're, they're in somebody's house. They're gathered and they're praying. And if you really want to, I find humor in the Bible often because it's probably just my personality. But I love reading the rest of that story. It's just like Peter, Peter comes to the door. They're praying for Peter. Peter comes to the door and the girl sees him. And it's like one of those movie scenes. She sees him, realizes it's Peter at the door that they're playing, praying for. She turns and shuts the door and leaves him outside to go tell everybody else that Peter's here. And then they say, oh, he can't be he's in jail. But go back and read that. It's a great story. But here's the idea. Here's a group of concerned people. Friends of Peter's, they were gathered to do I don't know what, but they were praying for him and they were praying together. That is a biblical model of what happens. And we do that in our life groups. We pray together. We ask about needs. We talk about what's going on in your life uh, in all the different ways that we do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. It says, The churches of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Prissa, or you may have Priscilla in your translation, together with the church and in their, what's the next word? Louder. In their house sends you hearty greetings in the Lord. So just a little in passing, you could read that and just keep going, but it's the idea of here it is, it's a church meeting in the home of somebody. A house church, right? Not a big building, 
somewhere. It's in homes, this small group model of how they were doing church um, a lot of the time uh, back in, in the days of when all of this was going on, okay? One more in Colossians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. Another church in somebody's house. Didn't say the man's house. It said the woman's house. Now, I don't know what's up with that, but that's just what the Bible says. So there's the church meeting in this woman's house. Biblical model. Now, you can go do a search. You can go and you can see other things that are referenced to that. You can do a search on how people gathered in small groups. There were large groups at times, but a lot of times it was this small group stuff. So, again, just to, just to make sure that we understand that what we're doing is a biblical, it's a biblical model. It's not the only way to do it, but it is, it is something that was done in the Bible times. And we think it is a great way to do things for all the reasons that we've mentioned before. So I've got some people who are going to come up. You guys know who you are. If y'all would just come up. And um, we're going to just have a little, little conversation with a few of them. Well, actually with all of them. And uh, just to let, let you hear your perspective uh, on what's going on in their lives and how they're involved in groups and, and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to come on down to the end here. We'll go this way. Y'all lined up perfectly, although we didn't rehearse this. Very good. And this is a good-looking group of people. All right, this is Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Hi. I'll let you hold this. Put it up to your mouth so people can hear you. Okay. Can you hear her? Say something. Something. Yes. Good. <laughs> She's so good with directions. She's so good with directions. This is Audrey. She's my friend. She's in my group. Mike Brees leads our group. She's in my group. I love her and her family and her children are awesome. Uh, but I just wanted to get a perspective of Audrey. Just, you know, you've been in the group for a while and, and different things. What are some things that you find to be valuable about being in the group? I mean, I'll just leave it wide open for you. I don't have, like, let's talk about this, but just... What would you say would be a like a highlight of why you like being in a group? Well, like you said, I'm a stay-at-home mom of three. So, getting out of the house and being around adults is a big plus. Um, All stay-at-home moms unite. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, we have been going to Freedom for maybe six years. And before that, for about three years, we weren't in a life group. So I always recognize faces, and but I never could put names to faces. And so now that we're in life group, we've really connected to people and can put can say people's names and just build a relationship on top of that. Ah, that's awesome. So again, I mean, you probably know that, but but here's the thing: and what she just said, all right, you want to hear? I'm in a life group because I want to go deeper in the Word of God and learn to glorify him with all of my life. And Audrey says, hey, I just want to be around some adults and have some adult conversation. Is that, are we good with that? <laughs> of course, all that other stuff can happen, but, you know, th that is the value of, of being in a group with some people. And, you know, I don't know about you. Of course, you know, I kind of am a verbal person and like to talk, but when you get people around and you start having conversation and you start learning about people, and it doesn't have to be, 
uh, like big, deep spiritual stuff. But the more I get to learn about Audrey and what's going on in her life, it's just a natural thing for me to think of things to be able to pray for her, to find ways that I might be able to use any way God has gifted me to assist her in any needs that she might have. And that, to me, is the beauty of being in a group. And then you just learn from each other. I mean, at any given time, uh, there, there are different things going on. People are in different spiritual level so you can learn from each other now your husband patrick comes with you as well yes. and um now what he works what shift third shift <laughs> third shift he's so, off four days a month yeah <laughs> patrick's off four days a month okay and he can still make it to life group uh now what i think is interesting about him is a lot of times he will have he will kind of have already just woken up and he'll come to group and then he leaves from group We'll be finished. Straight to work. Yeah, we'll be finished around eight thirty or so, and he's going to work. Now, of course, he slept a little bit, but I guess um, how has that has it benefited? How has it benefited you guys uh, to be in a group together? Do y'all ever talk about what what's going on in the group, or what are some things maybe as a benefit? Yeah, um, like you said, he works third shift. He's off four days a month, so we don't have a lot of one on one time. And even though we're in a group, we still get to talk to each other as well as everyone else, and just figure out what's going on in life and so it's very helpful yeah and that's awesome and one of the things that i uh, i think is important and i was at one point when i was thinking about this series to have just a list of why people don't join a group because i know and uh, for valid reasons and we talked about this a lot of you you may work a weird schedule and and you might think well, well what you have offered it's just really not an option if that's the case i want to know about that maybe we can be able to start something different to allow you to, to be able to do that but th we all have things that we make a priority. And Patrick could say, listen, I'm fixing to have to go to work. If I didn't have to get up and get ready to go to life group, I could sleep another hour and a half or two hours. Uh, but he makes the effort to come. Now, y'all have never, ever missed any life group. You've been there every time we've had it, right? Every single time. On time. <laughs> yeah, on time. And you're pushing, you're pushing it now, sister. You're pushing it now. But... Uh, no, of course she hasn't. She's missed the group. So uh, the other thing is often people say, well, I don't want to make that commitment because I don't know how often I'll be able to come. And I just want to encourage you, just make the, if you're not in a group, find a group to be in. You may miss, you may find your schedule is kind of crazy. You might not be able to come but once every, uh, once or twice a month or whatever. But I, that's going to be better than just not coming at all. So I want to encourage you to do that. Well, thank you, Audrey. Give Audrey a hand. Thank you. You can, you can go that way. I'm going to give that to you. Of course, this is Ashley. You guys know Ashley, right? Turn sideways. <laughs> Have we announced publicly? I mean, oh, do you want to do that? Do you want to tell everybody what? what? I haven't gone to the bathroom in a while. <laughs> no. Yes, we are super excited. After um, almost eight and a half years, we are expected baby number two. Yay! <laughs> Do you want to tell us what what we think it what they say it is? Have you already? Do you, I think most people already know. It, let's tell them anyway. A, a boy. Yeah. Another, another sweet boy. Yeah. That's right. So we are super excited about that. But um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about um, our small groups and even with our children, we do small groups here. Um, after all, we only get one hour with these kids um, a week, and that's if they're here every single Sunday. And mm. I don't think there's any kid, including mine, he's not here today that is here every single Sunday. So that one hour that we get with them is so important to us and to um, our small group leaders. So kind of I'll just tell you a little bit about how our small groups work. Is 
as students are entering the classroom, from the minute they come in, we are starting on their lesson for that day. Um, we're not babysitting. Um, we're, we're here, we're playing, we're having fun, but we're also learning while we're doing it. So from the moment they walk into a classroom, they are learning. Um, they start off in their small groups, and normally in a small group, they will um, do activities that are going to introduce them to their Bible stories that they're going to hear that day in large group. And if some of you were here a couple weeks ago, you got to experience our large group for our elementary age students. And we even have a large group for our preschoolers, um, our toddlers through um, our five-year-olds. They even have their own large group that we also do. And so they will start off in their small groups. They'll do activities that will introduce what they're going to hear in large group. They'll go to large group. Um, they usually they have worship in there. Um, they will hear a story, and then they go back to their small groups, and they will do activities that reiterate everything that they heard in that story. And so our, our small groups, like I said, are so important to us because we only have that one hour a week that we get with them. And our kids, it has been amazing to see some of them grow. Um, we have, you know, you, and I said this a couple weeks ago, you like to think that we're all pretty normal and that we lead, we lead pretty normal <laughs> lives. But some of the stories that um, we hear from these kids, we have foster kids that come here, um, and even just the kids here, their regular tenants, the things that they go through, and they're able to come here each Sunday and they feel they can open up and share those with their leaders. Um, it's just so important. And we just can't stress enough. And, you know, talking about the rows and circles, um, some of our rooms are intentionally set up in circles um, so that they are in an open area. They can they can talk to one another. They can pray for one another. That's something they do um, before they leave each Sunday. They have prayer during their large group, but also as they leave, their teachers pray with them. They do prayer requests with them. The kids pray for one another. Um, there's just a lot, of, a lot of stuff that goes on there, and it's just so important to us that's awesome so again just kind of uh, uh to help you see in case you didn't know and if you missed a couple of weeks back actually we kind of did the fx experience and kind of see some of the other uh stuff that they might experience in large group and then the stuff that that she's talking with parents and how we can help our children but that this is uh oftentimes when we talk about life groups that's just kind of what we call our adult stuff but it's not just adults i mean it is uh, it is what we do throughout our church and to see that now you have uh yes. I have, um, this is Tori, and Tori just actually today, she has moved on up. She's in our youth now, but she Yay. just came from elementary, yes. And so um, Tori's going to share a little bit with us about how being in a small group has kind of changed things or how it's helped her. Being in small group, I appreciate being in small group because I can make new friends and we all get to worship together. It also has given me a chance in leadership in Christ by leading in prayer and answering questions by, like, smaller kids. And um, Heather has these pop quizzes at the end of the video that each one of us gets to answer a question. I think that's really cool. And small groups are a really great way for all of us to have fun while learning more about God with educational videos and songs. That is awesome. Now, Tori, let me ask you a question, okay? Give her a hand. Now, I heard what you said on there, and that is awesome. There's one thing that you said. Now, I haven't seen that. I didn't know what you were going to say. But one thing that you said, are you telling me that you think it's kind of fun and maybe even a responsibility as you're learning that you're helping kids younger than you learn? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many adults are doing that? <laughs> Shamefully raised. 
isn't that awesome that, that, that this, is, this is what she's learning? Nobody, and, and probably I'm not, you never sit people down and say, okay, you must do this and you must do that. And it's just a natural thing as they're learning about Christ in the environment that she's in. And she, hey, I'll just help these younger kids too. Man, what a great example that you are to all of us adults. Thank you so much. All right. I'm going to give the, ben, the mic to Ben. You guys know Ben, our creative arts and yes. student pastor. Yeah, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about how we do small groups. Um, on Wednesday nights, whether you know it or not, we gather at our church offices uh, for about an hour and a half. What we do is very similar to what we do here. You know, we, we like to start off with maybe a game or a video, an icebreaker of some sort. We spend some time uh, worshiping together, singing some songs, and then uh, I preach a little bit. Most, a lot of, sometimes it's more than a little bit, and that's a problem. I'm working on that. But, um, uh, and, then we, and then we kind of respond, and then we break off. So whereas we break off to go eat lunch, right, with our students from here, with our students, we break into small groups. And um, what we had tried to do with life groups is try and having that on another night, you know. So we would do all of this on Wednesday. Then we'd have another night where we'd come together for life group. But what we saw was kind of a big attendance drop. When it came to life groups. So here recently what we decided to do is be very intentional. Just leverage the time that we have on Wednesdays. And um, use those small group times for life group uh, time. Basically it's, it's, it's as of right now it's just kind of changing the name. You know and kind of changing the mindset that, that uh, these, these life groups don't stop when we leave the church office. Does that make sense? You know in the same way that our life groups... They don't stop when we say, okay, I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is about doing life together and creating relationships that go outside of the, the church-organized uh, events and yeah. groups. Does that make sense? And so one thing that, that, that's huge for us is with our leaders is to develop uh, and engage students in real relationships that go beyond uh, Wednesday night time. So that if, the, like... If the kid has a, or the student has a, a football game, basketball game, tennis, whatever it is, that, you know, the, the, the leader would text them, be like, what's going on? What do you got going on this week? I'm going to come hang out. I want to come support you. You know, that, that's a real relationship. How, you know, relationships where students, if they're going through a hard time, can call and be like, let's go get coffee. Let's talk. I just am going through something that I need to just talk with somebody about. And so, um, um, really, I mean, our emphasis is on the life. You know, yes. in life groups, yes. that, that this is not, um, we kind of go through, we have questions that go with what we've talked about, um, but I tell our leaders all the time, like, if, if that's not the feel of what the life group and the direction that it's going that night, throw them out, you know? If people are yes. like, there's this thing that's just like burdening everyone in the group, talk about it, pray about it, encourage each other, and so, and so that's really, it's like, what is going on in the lives of our students, Let's meet them where they are, and let's encourage them, let's pray with them, and let's help them grow. Yeah. So that's really our, our big... That's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And, um, you know, just to hear you talking, I know some, some of that stuff that's going on, but just uh, to, be able to, uh, to be able to be involved in, in lives outside of when you meet, uh, encouragement at a, a sporting event or, or that kind of thing. And I would say for adults especially, we could say, yeah, well, it's easy to do that with kids because you don't have all those responsibilities and everything. I think sometimes as adults, we miss out on some of that because we, we end up 
thinking that we're too busy and we have all these other responsibilities and there are things and i know some of our life groups do that kind of thing but to know that that's happening even with even with with the youth especially probably even more so uh with the students and what goes on so and and you got jesse with you yeah so so this is jesse he's awesome um jesse just graduated (laughs) awesome nice to meet jesse awesome nice jesse chapel he's awesome there we go uh he just graduated blue ridge high school so uh, he's going to, to tech this year. And so uh, the reason I wanted to invite Jesse up is because Jesse last year was in life groups, right? And now that he's graduated, he's starting to help lead life groups awesome. at Link. And so uh, the question that I had for Jesse was, how has, how has uh, Link life groups impacted your life? And also, how do you think it's impacted our group as a whole? Well, life groups for me, it's just allowed me to open up and just any burdens that are on me, I can just go to these people at Link, at Life Groups, and just say, you know what, I'm struggling with this. I need to open up about it. And they're so welcoming, and they're just so encouraging about helping us and helping me personally with what I'm struggling with. And it's just like a bond that like I've never had before with the church. And this, this church family, I just never had it before. And now coming to Life Groups, I just see like just a family atmosphere, and I can just come to them with anything. And it's just impacting my life in just ways that I just can't even explain. And... um how it's impacting our student ministry as a whole, and what I see is just is just um, it's allowing us as a as a whole guys and girls worshiping together, and then all of a sudden we get to break up into smaller groups, which allows us to get closer to each other and just uh, talk about serious things and just serious questions that challenge us as Christians every day in life, and just to how we can bring this out of life group, bring it into our everyday lives, work on that, and um, I just think God's just done amazing things through our life groups, just and just getting closer. To everyone and just uh, seeing just God just use that as a whole just to grow our student ministry. That's awesome. And um, let me, I, I want to ask you a question, Jesse. Just knowing, you know, as Ben said, you've gone from just kind of participating uh, to now getting involved and helping lead. Can you can you see or what's been a difference maybe as you think about having a little more responsibility? How has that how has that encouraged you to study or pray or what have you noticed about your own personal um, life? I've definitely seen myself grow in God and just having to take that responsibility, like you said. It's just because now when you go, like when I go to Lincoln, I pull up in my car, I'm just like, okay, I'm a really big influence to these kids. Like I'm, I have a really, I can have a really big impact. <laughs> got to quit acting stupid now. Yeah. <laughs> but, and uh, that's the thing I like. I love it because when I first pull up into the link, like someone's like just being like, we're just the weirdest people ever. Like we are like, someone's like, I'll walk in and someone will tackle me or just like jump on top of my car. Like it's just, the, like, it makes no sense. But, um. There's a reason why we don't do that as adults. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, and just now being a leader of life groups, it just changes my, it changed my whole entire perspective. Because yeah. now, I've, now in life groups, I'm the one that's asking the questions. I'm the one that's uh, just trying to help these kids and trying to help these young men and women yeah. just, like, impact their lives. Yeah, and you like, still yeah. learn from them as well, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing them. sometimes. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Give them a hand. I appreciate that. I'm going to put this back. Well, I, I hope that I hope that gives you a, maybe a little different perspective. Again, as as I intentionally today wanted to just remind you that uh, when we talk about our small group ministry, we often form that in the verbiage of life groups, which may have a tendency for you to be focused toward adult stuff, which is good. But as you can see. Uh, they're doing some awesome things in, in the other ministries of our church that have to do with small group ministry, the importance of being involved in small group. And even what Ben said about 
uh, with the leaders and the, the, you know, whether there's a lesson or there's curriculum of knowing that, you know, we, we in, in the adult part of life groups, we'll use uh, books of the Bible at times to study. There'll be books that might be read and talk about. There'll be other studies. Sometimes there, there are so many good biblical teachers available to listen to and then have discussion. We've done uh, Andy Stanley and Craig Groeschel DVDs and stuff in our group and then have discussion about what was talked about. But with the adults, we're the same way that I like to emphasize to the leaders. The agenda is not the curriculum. The goal for an adult life group is not to get together and check off the box that we have gone through and answered and fill in all the blanks and got all the questions. Now, if that happens, that's a bonus. But there are times, I hope, as a life group leader, maybe you've been in a life group where it's, it's good to plan, but maybe something come up and you just trash that for the week and just dealt with whatever was going on. And that's what we want that to be, an interactive uh, time where you can learn and grow and challenge. And all the other things, that those messages that we did before about the one another's, do you remember any of those messages? Go back and listen to those, the one another's. The majority of what we talked about with the one another stuff, you can actually practice that within a life group. That's, that is a practical application for you to, how do I serve one another? How do I do all these things, love one another? And the things that we talked about, if you're in a life group, you've got an opportunity to actually put some of that to use and put it to practice. So uh, I hope that encourages you uh, in a lot of ways, but to know that, that um, not only adults, but man, what an awesome small group ministry that we have going on throughout the church as a whole. And those kids are just, and the, the students are always encouraging to me. Now, I know uh, if you would, I want you to raise your hand. If you've been in the life group at any point since you've been attending Freedom, and you would say life groups have, have you know, maybe it's not like, you know, you, you see God face to face and it's been the most wonderful experience you've ever had. But you can honestly say being in a life group has made a difference in my life in some way, shape, form, fashion. Just look, look around. So, so you can see, and, that's not, and if you're not raising your hand, that's not shame on you. I've just, that, that's, just, you know, that's just to say that many of you understand what we're talking about, and I want to encourage you to continue being in groups. Some of you may have been in some in the past, and you're just out for right now, but you're thinking about uh, getting back in. So again, here is the challenge today. You've got the connection card, I hope, that Vlad mentioned when he was here. And what I'd like for you to do is, if you're not in a life group currently, maybe you have been before, maybe you never have been, but if you're not in a life group, now this, if you're a student, this is not just adults, I'm talking anybody who can hear this, if you're a student or whatever, if you're not in a life group and you want to know more about how that can happen or what, what you need to do, I want you to check on the bottom of that card, check life groups that you're interested in that, Put your name legibly and your email address legibly. Sometimes when we have those email addresses turned in, you're so comfortable in writing them and you know what they mean and you got all these weird, weird quirky 1492875, you know, and it's something in your personal life that makes sense to you. But when we're trying to, it's like, good, is this a 7 or a Z or whatever? So make it legible and uh, just check on there that you want to know more about life groups. And what I will do is... I will send you to that email address. I will send you a list uh, of names of the groups that we currently have. If it's students, I'll be in, get in touch with you. If it's having to do with your children, I'll let Ashley get in touch with you. 
but I will send you as an adult the, the groups that we have. I'll send you the group uh, leaders' contact information. I will also send your contact information to the group leaders where y'all can talk with each other and see about, you can talk to the leader. Where's your group meet and what y'all talk about and is there, you know, all that kind of stuff, okay? Now, what I'm also going to do next week is because I've had some people say, I'd really like to see a list out there like we used to do. And we changed that for a number of reasons. But some of you said, you know, you want to do things differently. So we kind of didn't do the list. But I understand that some of you want to see the list. So I'm going to, I'm going to print out the list and, and I'll, have the, I'll have the list out here for next week. If that's something you need to help encourage you to get in a group, I want you to see those lists and I want you to jump in. So we're going to make it as easy as possible for you to get involved in the life group because we believe it's really, really important. All right? So does that make sense? So I want to encourage you uh, to do that. And what I would like to do as I kind of just, just finish up, I just want to pray for us. And uh, as, as we continue, and then there's some things we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. So pray with me. God, uh, thank you for today. Uh, Lord, I, I'm encouraged uh, as I hear about some of the other areas with our children and the small group stuff that's going on there and how being in a small group uh, really can make a difference in a child's life and encourage them and, and in our students and what they're doing about really just really trying to get involved in people's lives and help them. And with the adults as we do that, Lord, uh, thank you that we can do it. And I pray that you just stir in hearts and help people to be able to, uh, if it's a matter of setting priorities and adjusting schedules or making some other decisions, I pray that you just help people to do whatever they need to do uh, to help them to be involved in a life group. And Lord, as, as we've talked about these groups, and you know my heart, you know the heart of this church, that if somebody's not in a life group, we're not, it, it, we're not mad at them. We're not trying to make them feel guilty. We just want that for them. And realizing there are probably some people sitting here this morning because of schedules or whatever right now, it's really just not a possibility. So I pray that you help us to be sensitive to that as a church and to be able to find ways to offer things to where we can let them experience this. It means so much for us to have this, and we want everyone to be a part of it. So just thank you for loving us, and thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. Amen.